1: and so it flows your only show for h2o i'm your super water man your ambassador for water bringing it all in with you for all things h2o excited to be here gotta have a really great guest today Super excited to be here. I'm your super Waterman, your ambassador for water, bringing you all things H2O. We got a really great guest today. We got Michael Pergola, who's actually going to be here discussing, you know, H2O and what it provides in the world of uh, regenerative economics. He runs an organization called uh, Center for Regenerative Economy um not too far from here with some global reach really excited to be having him here the second half of the show so tune on in we're excited to uh bring him along and uh all things h2o today we got some water news coming your way we got some water poetry and we got some just water like consciousness so thanks for being here I'm Lisa Gabriel, your superhero for water, here at 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, and it's uh, just a, a blessing to be able to speak up and speak out and listen for and listen about and listen and love your H2O right here from Pittsfield, Pittsfield, Mass, the heart of the Berkshires, and the heart of the water conversation on the entire planet, what do we got coming up, we got some serious, uh, boy George, got this really cool tune called Underwater,
0: Put your feet in the water If you want to feel free I love it when you shave your head And how you walk, that's very me Flickering lights in your head Going from red too green, and I'm scared to cross the road, for fear of what I see, and fear. Tell that immigration lawyer, this one belongs to me, too. When I get that, will you show me? Oh, the goddesses of Greece Will you treat me like a queen? Or a refugee? Put your faith in the water If you're brave enough to brave the storm the ocean is a roofless lover, but there would be no tears without her. And what about the moon? Maybe the truth is underwater. Can a shark ever be kind? Can an octopus tell lies? is a starfish really a star? You want to know how small you are, swim beside a killer whale. drop in the ocean Oh no, no. So glad I just start a commotion Maybe The truth is underwater Can a shark ever be kind Can a a pastel light isn't star. Is it really a star. The beach. Will you feed me, Mother Italy? All the goddesses of green, will you treat me like a queen?
2: Chippewa on down at the big lake they call Kitchigoomy. The lake, it is said, never gives up for dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. With a load of iron ore, 26,000 tons more than the Edmund Fitzgerald weighed empty. Tattletail sound And the wave broke over the railing And every man knew as the captain did too, 'twas the witch of November come stealing The dawn came late and the breakfast had to wait When the gales of November came slashing When afternoon came it was freezing rain 7 p.m. a main hatchway gave in, he said, fellas, it's been good to know ya. The captain wired in, he had water coming in, and the good ship and crew was in peril. Later that night, when his lights went out of sight, came the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Does anyone know where the love of God goes When the waves turn the minutes to hours? The searchers all say they'd have made Whitefish Bay If they'd put 15 more miles behind her They might have split up or they might have capsized They may have broke deep and took water all that remains is the faces and the names of the wives and the sons and the daughters. Lake Huron rolls superior scenes in the rooms of her ice water mansion. Old Michigan steams like a young man's dreams, the islands and bays are for sportsmen. And farther below, Lake Ontario takes in what Lake Erie can send her. And the iron boats go as the mariners all go, with the gales of November, remember. In old hall in Detroit, they prayed in the Maritime Sailors Cathedral. The church bell chimed till it rang 29 times for each man on the Edmund Fitzgerald. The legend lives on from the Chippewa on down of the big lake they call Getchagumi. Superior, they said, never gives up for dead when the gales of November come early.
1: Yes, you're listening to and so it flows your only show for h2o i am your super water man your ambassador for water lover of all things agua and aqua and aquamarine and blue and green and everything that it brings the consciousness the storm the good the that which giveth and that which taketh away the thing that grows our food the thing that in hydrates our bodies the things that we shower in bathe in and sometimes go number two in that's water h2o can we be with that we're at 89.7 wtbr fm in pittsfield pittsfield community radio on your fm dial at 89.7 and around the world in the universe probably even on the north pole now we got podcast subscribers you just go to stitcher google amazon audible and apple and uh look for and so it flows uh could put in water if you have to search but really what there is is h2o super psyched in a few minutes we're going to be talking with michael pergola from the center for regenerative ecology he'll be with us in just a few minutes so stay tuned for that but before we go to our next song got a little bit of news coming your way this is regarding a local artist by the name of Kate Knapp, K-N-A-P-P. Kate Knapp is a local uh, and regional and worldwide known artist from Berkshire County. And uh, she's gonna be leading up a a new water-inspired exhibition that celebrates water to bring attention to the water issues in the Berkshires. And this is from the Berkshire Edge. Pittsfield water issues are real for local residents, including Berkshire County artist Kate Knapp. Kate Knapp's new water-inspired exhibition celebrates water to bring attention to the water quality issues, especially in Housatonic uh, PCBs for the Housatonic River Valley and a proposed PCB dump in Lee. Knapp explained, I want to show that artwork can connect people to the vital element of H2O. It is a simple element of water that I that I find more ins- most inspiring and where I find peace of mind at the edge of rivers and ponds or standing on the shore of the seas and oceans my creative spirit wakes up and urges me to paint what I see and feel and that's actually gonna be for the next uh, three weeks over at the Beacon Cinema. To be actually a big event is happening on the 26th, which is in two days, uh, the Berkshire Water Celebration Awards, uh, which she is going to be down there for. Berkshire Water Celebration, actually, Avatar 2 event is the better way of putting it. We're going to have uh, be festivities, uh, food from local restaurants. As well as an art show. We got a maker in there. And it's going to be really, really cool. And uh, that's over at the Beacon Cinema. And in the meantime, we got some more music coming your way. In a couple minutes, uh, about 12, 13 minutes, we're going to be speaking with Michael Pergola. On regenerative ecology and what that all means in English. And soon thereafter, we got... uh, What else is next? We got... Rivers of Babylon, and that's by Boney M. And uh, that's next up. Really looking forward to hear this one. Oh, by the way, before that, we had Gordon Lightfoot with The Wreck of Edmund Fitzgerald, and we started off the show with Underwater by Boy George. And uh, here we go with a little bit of Rivers of Babylon. Kind of like the Housatonic River.
3: bye Southern Cross for the first time You understand now why you came this way Cause the truth you might be running from is so small But it's as big as the promise The promise of a coming day So I'm sailing for tomorrow My dreams are dying And my love is an anchor tied to you, tied with a silver chain. I have my ship, and all her planks are flying. She is all that I have left, and And music is her name. Think
4: about, think about.
1: You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. I am your super Waterman, your ambassador for water. Here with, at the studios of 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, bringing you the voice of water from the central Berkshires, the hills and the mountains and the valleys and the water and the Hoosie and all those things related to H2O. So really psyched. We just had some Southern Cross with Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Uh, That was off their Daylight Again album. Before that, we had Waiting in the Velvet Sea for all you jammers out there. That was Fish from the story of the ghost. And to start off the set, we had Rivers of Babylon by Boney M. So rivers like the Hoosie are the rivers of Babylon. All rivers are the rivers of Babylon Giliana, the thing about a fountain of the youth, it's not just one fountain, it's each and every, and just so you know, not every opinion of me or my guests are, are everybody's opinion. so people who work here may not have the same opinion, and people out there in the world of the listeners may not have the same opinion, we reference those opinions as a way to check it out. Super psyched. We have our friend and guest, Michael Pergola. Michael, are you there?
5: Yes, I'm here, Leslie.
1: Super cool. Thanks for chiming in today for our water luffing listeners. And to tell people a little bit about you, um, can you do so? Can like give us a little 15-second elevator introduction of yourself?
5: Sure. I right now am the steward of a wonderful piece of property that was members of the Shakers um, grist mill where they converted the raw products of nature, the rye and wheat and corn, into flour for human consumption. And so the question of the relationship between the earth and... Ourselves as a human species is very fundamental to our work at the inn at Shaker Mill Falls and the nonprofit that holds that property. And um, I have had lives in the mainstream economy in a variety of different ways as a lawyer, as a teacher, and as an interfaith minister. And um, came to the point of realizing that my work in the financial services industry was not contributing to a healthy planet or to healthy people or to healthy soil or to an appreciation of the vital significance of water to the lives of all of us and of all species on this, our only home. And so I wound up um, to the grace of, uh, of God or of source or of spirit, call it what you will, Um, being able to come into stewardship of this magnificent property with a beautiful cascading waterfall and a permaculture farm that we are building out with a mix of wise elders and younger folks trying to figure out how to make a place for themselves in the world, make a positive contribution even in difficult times, and still live a joyous life.
1: That is amazing. That is amazing. And uh, uh, the name of your organization is called CREED. I'm going to read it to people. It's the Center for Ecology, Education, and Enterprise Development. And what you speak of is uh, your farm and retreat center and uh, space over by the water. And where is it? Lebanon or New Lebanon? or?
5: It's in New Lebanon. That's right. About a mile and a half south of route, U.S. Route 20 on the east side of U.S. Route 22 pretty much on the New York-Massachusetts border yeah. right here in the beautiful Berkshires.
1: Part of the same bioregion because we're all like get stuck with borders but you know it's all kind of like similar life forms between let's say eastern New York all the way up to the Canadian border and go 50 miles in either direction is just like one huge wonderful bioregion including the Green Mountains and the Tongue Mountains and the Hudson Catskills and all the the Berkshire Hills and the Berkshire Mountains and the Housatonic Valley and all that, it's great. It's really, really great. A quick question I had for you. You know, you say you're coming from the mainstream economy. What was it that had you sit down and say, you know, enough of
5: this? Well, I had the good fortune to have come from an immigrant family and to, in some ways, having lived the American dream um, and was very lucky to go to really good schools with great teachers and uh, got jobs and, you know, was able to work my way up to a fairly high level. And at the same time, there was a real sense of community and connectedness and exposure to all the world's great wisdom traditions in a way that I always had this recognition that we're really not separate, but part of a much larger life force, um, which can go by many different names, but which experientially is just the awareness that our skin encapsulated egos don't really define who we are. And that when we lose sight of our connectedness to the subjectivity of others, of other species and of the earth itself, we begin to, you know, put our whole kind of endeavor um, at risk. And I saw that our economy, you know, really throughout the Industrial Revolution, but to a large degree, even more intensely over the last 50 or 75 years, um, there's a lot of talk about the use of of fossil fuels and the way in which we put carbon into the atmosphere. But it's quite fascinating when we begin to realize that 50 percent of all of the carbon and greenhouse gases we put into the atmosphere, we've done since 1990, and 90 percent of all that we've put into the atmosphere we've done since 1943. It's quite profound. That is so profound. we're in a
1: very profound. Yeah.
5: So we're growing um, in ways that really are overshooting the carrying capacity of the planet. And I saw that the focus on short-term profits and the increasing um, Power of large corporations without any restrictions, and the um, the the loss of protection for the working people in this country had become more and more extreme. And so I got um, really had a psycho spiritual kind of crisis where I said, "What am I doing with my life? What am I contributing to the future for our children, our grandchildren, and the?" Children and grandchildren of all species and to the earth itself and said, I think it's time to begin to do something different. And over a an extended period, um, I kind of brailed my way around and made some clumsy mistakes and then I met an amazing man named John McMillan um, probably 12, 50, probably 15 years ago who had been to the opening of the concentration camps with his parents in 1945. Wow. And um, he had been his parents had been sent there by the government. His mother was Native American, and his mother and father were both scientists. Because the GIs, out of compassion and what Ken Wilber would call idiot compassion or un- uninformed compassion, might be a better word, were feeding folks K-rations. And those those that food, which is really, in an, in an interesting way, the origin of the industrial food system. Is that like that spam? Is, now- <laughs> is that well, K-ration well, spam? Well, was- you know, they had they had cans of K rations that included spam-like products, and spam came out after the war. Um, it might have been right before the war, and that led to a lot of the kind of um, really uh, Franken food that people often have access to today. But in any event, when these folks just being liberated were being fed this food, they couldn't digest it, so they get sick or even die. So his folks figured out if you fed folks a slurry of raw fish and vegetable juices, they'd recover. John spent his life then becoming an agronomist and feeding people all across the globe, played a big role in ending the famine in Ethiopia in the 80s. And he was one of the kindest, most moving people I ever met. He was brilliant and he was humble. And being in his presence was really transforming. And so he taught me about regenerative agriculture and the importance of water and soil Um, Before those were as popular and and as much in the news, even though we still don't know nearly enough about them yet, as they are today. And that had a real kick in the butt for me. And so I said, wait a minute, what am I going to do? And he was an inspiration of a very strong, very strong power.
1: Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. For those of you who are just tuning in, you're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O, and we're... I'm having a conversation with uh, Michael Pergola who runs an organization called Creed C-R-E-E-E-D dot I-N-F-O and uh, Center for Regenerative Ecology and um, here at 89.7 WTBR FM Pittsfield Community Radio. I'm your Super Waterman Ambassador for Water and back to you Mike. Um, Quick thing. Like Explain it to me like a six-year-old. Like, regenerative, does it just means you put back in that which you take out or you put back in more? Or what, what's this whole regenerative in plain, simple terms?
5: Nature wastes nothing. So what we think of as waste is actually food for the next generation of life. Wow. So what regenerative means is that we have a complete cycle or a system that is not producing, quote, garbage. What, what's happened in industrial society um, with the really amazing kind of discovery of fossil fuels, we didn't become aware of how to use that judiciously. So we've begun to use it almost as as if our civilization is drunk on the amazing power it gives us. You know, one gallon of oil gives us the work of 500 human beings. Um, It's quite astounding what human labor used to do with horses and other animals that now fossil fuels does for us. But we've overused that in some ways. And it's not regenerative. So we've generated a lot of waste, of which one example is the plastic in the ocean. And regenerative agriculture is saying, wait a minute, this industrial food system with monocrops and massive amounts of fungicides and herbicides and insecticides is really taking away from the earth without giving back.
4: Yeah, I gotcha. And so
5: what we need to do is really give back again, Otherwise, you know Scientific America said about ten years ago that we only had sixty harvests left because we were destroying the richness of the soil and depleted soil gives us food without nutrient density which leads to illness and which only leads to profits for pharmaceutical companies and healthcare companies and agricultural companies and you know money is not the only mod- the only a metric of, of really progress, and maybe it's not such a good one. Um, we need to begin to find ways to really foster human meaning, community, and really deep joy, um, and not the kind of depression that is all too prevalent in the United States these days.
1: Yeah, yeah, something that actually came out of the folks who were over at the, you know, the protection events over in North Dakota back in 2017, 18, 19. Where, uh, you know, you can't drink oil. <laughs> you just can't. Uh, and then in the mean, or you could try, you know, doesn't turn out very well. Uh, bottom line is, you know, for for what you're speaking of is looking at what's the impact. If we tried it this way or this way, we see how we've been trying it for the last 70 years or and what the outcome has been, you know, people not feeling fulfilled, lots of large areas of the earth dealing with uh, all sorts of breakdowns of not only systems, but ecology and food and, 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 and poverty and incredible amounts of waste of, of human potential and the uh, potential to actually live in a way that fosters aliveness and fosters thriving and fosters people feeling living a fulfilled life that's totally possible and i think in the world of context which is not just the thing in front of you but how we think about the thing in front of us um, which is actually context is decisive and what i'm really challenged by are what do we do moving forward so you know in the next five minutes or so what do you think about what's possible moving forward what What do you think would be like the low hanging fruit for people to start to make the shift what's the low hanging fruit for you Michael
5: well I don't know about where the fruit is hanging but what I do know is that the current agricultural system uses too much water, has depleted the aquifers, and has overused chemicals in a way that it's very bad for the health of the earth, the health of human beings, and the health of other living species. And it appears, given what's happening, We have many people who are really struggling to feed their children. And, you know, food shortages may be returning. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But um, it's certainly possible that food insecurity is something we should be paying attention to. Yeah. And so we're very lucky here in this region to really have ample water, which isn't true everywhere. And, you know, we see fluctuations from droughts to floods, when we create healthy soil, it's full of living organisms, just as we've learned that our own digestive systems, what we now call the gut biome, which we wouldn't have used those terms, you know, years ago, is full of organisms that are really our friends. And so I think the notion that um, people can learn once again on in many ways to grow their own food um, and we can learn to kind of eliminate food waste and appreciate um, the, or at least reduce food waste, appreciate um, that um, just because an apple or a potato has a bruise doesn't mean it's unhealthy. Um, and so um, we need to find ways to really help people, you know, find life and a livelihood, and we need to find ways to create various kinds of enterprises that are earth-friendly and people-friendly. It's why the three ethics of permaculture, earth care, people care, and fair share, I find very moving and very in alignment with all of the world's great wisdom traditions. So I think appreciating the preciousness of water, the reality that without water, it's very difficult to have healthy soil. You know, water and sun and, and soil are really essential to... The deep livelihood, the deep life giving um, benefits of, of delicious food. So, can we live meaningful lives, appreciate water, and learn to be more self sufficient? Our lives have become, in a sense, too abstract, too removed from the earth. And, you know, I certainly experienced that um, living and working in a high pressured environment, um, a legal environment where things were very abstract. And there's lots of good things about the rule of law, but sometimes it can become misguided and taken over by short-term interests. Gotcha. So I think we need a, an infusion of both deep wisdom as it comes from many of the world's traditions and the indigenous people who populated this area before European settlers came. And um, one of the things I really like is that the Shakers, whose property we now inhabit, um, were one of the few folks never to be battled with the Native Americans um, because they treated them like uh, human beings and with dignity. And interestingly enough, women were always a very significant part of uh, the leadership of the Shakers, founded by a woman um, who had mystical visions.
1: That's so, that's um, beautiful. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna interrupt a little bit because we we got to get going in about a minute or less. Um, you're listening to and so it flows your only show for h2o we've been speaking with michael pergola the visionary and founder of the center for regenerative agriculture in New lebanon uh, by the shaker mills falls or something like that and uh just quickly how do people get in touch with you if they want to
5: um very easily um they can um call um 203-430-0777, 203-430-0777, or they can um, get on the um, either one of the two websites that we have. Why don't we just in- keep it in-
1: keep it with one? So just that way, just which is okay. The there's one a you contact
5: want. form. There's a contact form on um, the Creed website. That's C-R-E-E-E-D. 3 e's dot info. Read with 3 threee's.info.
1: Okay, great. Thanks so much actually for being with us. We've been speaking and having a conversation with uh, the visionary Michael Pergola. Thanks for being here and we'll be talking to you really soon and we're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O and Michael have a great, great rest of your day.
5: Thanks for your great work Leslie with water.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate you and all you're up to. Be well. Thank you. Okay. You're listening to when So It Flows, your only show for H2O. I am your super waterman, ambassador for H2O. Uh, you're listening to us and having a conversation. What else do we got? We got a little bit of uh, a cool, uh, a cool poem. This is called River. Late afternoons, we tuck up our hems under the Minnesota Bridge, scrape our white knees on scrub brush. We're also gonna be down in the dirt, bank, pass milkweed gone to seed, cattails, and trash to sit on stones at the edge of the river and giggle and smoke, waiting for the Wolf Whistle North High's rowing team in the r- shadows. Where the milk chocolate river unfolded, oozed between our toes, we'd strip. Risk long-legged insects, reaches and mothers for the silt, silk on our thighs, the air thick with the smell of honeysuckle, mud, the rest. Of the day somewhere downstream, we didn't know, but none of us wanted to go home to polite kitchens and mothers, patiently waiting for what happened next. The way women have always waited for hunter husbands, kept visuals, and prayed at the interest of minds. That was River by Ginger Murchison from the Poetry Foundation website. You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O. We got some Tina Turner coming up. So excited to be with you. You're listening to And So It Flows, your only show for H2O here at W- TBR FM 89.7 Pittsfield Community Radio.
6: You know, every now and then, I think you might like to hear something from us. Nice. And easy. There's just one thing. in you see, we never, ever do nothing for the Nice Easy We always but do it I never lost Nice one and rough and I But we're going to take the beginning of this song And do it Easy but, we'll but then we're going to do the finish curling. Rough the way we keep do Proud Mary And we're rollin' a good job down in in the the city city, working for the
1: again for tuning in you're listening to And So It Flows your only show for H2O will be with you next week with another amazing guest all about the agua the center of the water conversation emanating right from Pittsfield, Massachusetts globally, locally regionally, bioregionally statewide and countywide and locally wide H2O. It's all about the that. And we'll see In you soon. The
4: abundance of water. The fool will get thirsty.